The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, September 16th edition. Got a nine-game slate on tap for you tonight. Should be another fun one to uh, break down. It's been chaos all over baseball these days. It's uh, offense, 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 and much, much more. And then you get your occasional pitcher. You get Jack Flaherty getting shelled. That's good stuff. So uh, Debbie Garcia was great. Your kitty was great. We hit on a lot of things. The power was there. We did see some green screens in the Slack chat. So that's always good. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick if you want any help. If you have any questions, let me know, season long or DFS. Just recorded Bench with Bubba episode 310, Bubba in the Batflip 49 last night, previewing the last seven to ten days of the season to help you with your season-long fantasy baseball action, good matchups to attack, two-star pitchers to possibly pick up, and much, much more. So go check that out. If you can give this podcast a rating and review on iTunes, I'd appreciate it. If you want to check out the video on the daily, Rotoballer's YouTube channel's got you there. If you want to join the Rotoballer Premium, use promo code Bubba for 10% off. If you'd like to join the Fantasy Sports Degens free Slack chat, just give me an email address and I'll get you right up in there. All right, let's get into the nine-gamer for you tonight. Blue Jays, Yankees, total is eight and a half. After what we saw last night, might not be high enough. The Yankees are getting healthy folks. Royals, Tigers, total of nine. Braves, Orioles, ten. Twins, White Sox, eight and a half. Rangers, Astros, nine. Indians, Cubs, waiting on that because of Wrigley. D-backs and Angels, total of nine as well. Missing a couple of Giants, Mariners, where Mariners will be the home team in San Francisco due to the smoke in um, the smoke in Seattle. They, they, can't, they postponed Tuesday's game. They moved to San Francisco. Looks like it'll be Drew Smiley potentially versus March of Vicious, but there's been a lot of moving parts there, so be careful. We also don't have a total on New York and Philadelphia because it might be the return of Zach Wheeler who apparently does not know how to put his pants on one leg at a time like the rest of us and has zipper issues, so maybe he needs Velcro. I don't know, but uh, wacky sports injuries are always a fun one to have uh, to debate. So was it really a zipper, Zach? What got you, buddy? Were you that excited? You know, your wife just had a baby. She still has a few weeks before she can probably uh, help you out there. So go get him tonight. Uh, again, nine-game slate. Let's get into the pitching. DeGrom takes the bump against potentially Wheeler at 10-4. Great price tag for DeGrom. At Philadelphia, he's just as steady as they come, averaging 27.5 points on the season, coming off a 30.5-point performance, back-to-back 30-plus point games. He has 30-plus in three of four, 
He has 25 or more in five straight starts. He has 25 or more in six or seven in in eight of 10. He's just been so, so good. Or seven of nine, I mean. He's dominant. It's as dominant as it comes on cash games. I'm just going to go right back to the ground. The Phillies offense can be good, especially in Philadelphia. I get it. Yada, yada, yada. But they strike out 21% of the time versus righties. Then you throw a righty like Jacob DeGrom out there, and the strikeouts just continue to get racked up as he's a guy that has struck out at least – he should it's 9 12, 9 14, 7 6, 10 4 8. So six or more in all but one start. He has nine or more in four straight starts. He's locked in right now. He's looking great facing this Phillies team. So DeGrom at 10 4, no problem playing that price tag tonight, especially in cash games, even GPPs. Yeah, Lucas Gilito at 10 2 at home against the Minnesota Twins. It's an intriguing matchup. Dunning through well against the Twins last night. Twins offense obviously can go off with the best of them. Also, can be a little stagnant at times. He shut. He put up uh, over 20 points against the Twins three starts back. Uh, very up and down, guys. Got at least two runs in three straight starts. We have seven or more Ks in five straight starts, including um, nine or more in three of five. So a lot of upside with um, with Giolito. 20 or more points in four or five starts. Again, risky Twins offense. So Giolito is a good GPP play. Not so sure I trust him in cash. I can pay 200 more for a guy like Jacob DeGrom, who is just lights out, tasty goodness. Garrett Cole, 9900 bucks is ridiculous. That price tag is stupid. I don't care how up and down he's potentially been. I know Toronto can hit the ball. I get it, but he's he, you know he had he had a couple bumps in the road there for a couple starts against Atlanta, Tampa Bay. But he's faced Baltimore in back to back outings. That's called the cure to get things right. Even when he was struggling, he was still getting you seven or more Ks in, in a, pretty much every single start. He, last start was the first time all season he did what people not give up a long ball. So. Garrett Cole's been outstanding. We talked about him actually on bench with Bubba last night. Toby and I, he kind of quizzed me off the off the cuff of what's his ERA, what's his XFIP, what's his strikeout to walk, swinging strike rate. They're almost – they're just barely off of his usual season totals. This is a guy we've seen time and time again. Starts out a season a little slow. Then gets ramped up. Obviously, you don't get to do that as often this season. So, looks like he's getting ramped up, folks. He faces Toronto, striking out 22% of the time versus righties with a – 247 average, a 191 ISO, and a 326 Wilbur. So they, they're not a bad team, first righties. They're also facing Garrett Cole in a very, very strong spot tonight for Cole. And the price tag at $9,900 is just asinine. So uh, really, really good look there. Cole's on a cash game viable, GPP viable, great spot tonight. So I like the ground the most up here. I got Cole second and Gilito third. All three great spots, three good aces. We're going to have to look for value if you want to mix and match multiples tonight. But good looks up there this evening. A good pivot off of all of them will be Dylan Bundy at $9,100 at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The D-backs and the Angels game popped off like we expected it to last night. That was on the agenda of things to look at. But you got Bundy, who's been up and down this season, but been better of late, coming off a strong performance at the Texas Rangers and pitched well against Houston. So back-to-back 20-plus point performances to kind of get back on track after you know meddling in the middle of the pack there, facing this D-backs team. Like I mentioned, you can definitely take advantage of. We liked them a lot yesterday versus Tehran because, well, that's Julio Tehran. That's what we do is you target bad pitchers like that. But the D-back striking up about 21% of the time versus righties, 152 ISO, 303 Woba. Not a ton of power. I like Christian Walker and stuff along those lines. But a guy like Dylan Bundy at 91, good uh, good value at that price point in tonight's action. And a pivot off the other ones because everyone's going to pay up for Cole. Julio DeGrom, Bundy could, could come in very low owned. Think. Lance Lynn type stuff where the upside is tremendous, but the ownership will be very, very low. There is risk because Bunny has been inconsistent. He's actually been a little better on the road than at home this year, which is very strange for Dylan Bundy. But 
good matchup against an Arizona offense that's just dreadful. Uh, if you want to save some cash, though, it gets real bleak in the middle. Like, I'll pass on Wheeler versus the Mets. I get the upside. If you want to go there, sure, in a GPP. Like, Bundy and Wheeler are going to be super low-owned. Pretty good upside in both matchups. We can also see the banana peel coming out for those two as well. But then he just kind of saved some cash, and he just uh, dropped down, and he dropped down, and he dropped down. You got Lance McCullers versus Texas, maybe. We've seen Lance at home. Been very, very effective at home this season. You know, 25 points on the, at home, 18 points at home, 28 points at home, 20 points at home. On the road, 3, minus 10, my, uh, 0.7, minus 9. He's been horrific on the road, very, very strong at home, getting a Texas Rangers offense that you can definitely pick on. The team that strikes out 25% of the time, almost 25% of the time, First right-handed pitching, 212 average, 145 ISO. So if you want to go McCullers for value, you can at 75. Don't hate that one at all. Then other than that, like Brady Singer at 6,200 versus Detroit. Singer's been super inconsistent this year. He's coming off an absolute gem versus the Cleveland Indians. Eight shutout innings for eight strikeouts. But prior to that, five runs against the White Sox, three runs against the White Sox, four runs against Minnesota, three runs against Minnesota, two runs against Minnesota. That's a murderer's row, getting three against Minnesota and two against the White Sox. The Cubs got to him, but he faced the Tigers earlier this year. Five innings, two earned, only three Ks, so he didn't get a lot done there. He's got Cleveland's number twice, which is pretty impressive. So you could go to a guy like Brady Singer at 6200 bucks. I like Detroit's value tonight, but Detroit also strikes out almost 28% of the time, first right-handed pitching. So you can take advantage of that at 6200 with Brady Singer. Could be a nice value for you tonight. And then the guy I'm probably going to look at, you're going to have to type it in because right now DK doesn't know what's going on in San Francisco. But it looks like Drew Smiley starting for the Giants tonight. Went four innings and back-to-back starts. Threw 71 pitches two starts ago. 50, uh, 60 this last time, 64 prior. So he should be good for 75 to 80 pitches. Hopefully gets you five innings against this Seattle offense. Smiley's been outstanding, especially in the strikeout department. Seven or more Ks and back-to-back starts. This is a guy that the velocity has continued to rise. And that's something we really, really like to, uh, to check out in these scenarios. And we look at um, Seattle versus left-handed pitching. They're striking out over 26% of the time versus lefties with a buck 88 average and a buck 56 ISO. So you can pick on the Seattle Mariners with left-handed pitching. So Drew Smiley at 71 would be my mode of action on uh, this one when you're looking for your punts tonight. Uh, Singer's there at 62, but I prefer Drew Smiley at 71 unless you really, really need to drop down this evening because you want those options up top. Jacob DeGrom's a beast at 10-4. It's a great price tag. He should be more expensive there. GPP, sure. Garrett Cole cash and GPP at $9,900 is awesome. I'm going to look to try to build Cole DeGrom lineups. The value is not as strong as it's been on recent nights, but you can do it. So Cole DeGrom, very interesting. Bundy and Wheeler are going to be the ones that are going to be fun to watch if you're a believer in ownership or things along those lines where you get some really bad Arizona or questionable Mets lineups. Bundy and Wheeler can bring some nice GPP appeal because they're going to come up extremely low-owned as people are going to say, oh, I'm already paying 9000 9100 At least get me to Garrett Cole. Or let's go all the way to Jacob DeGrom. Let's do something along those lines. So Bunny and Wheeler could be that 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 play, especially in a GPP where you can kind of slide under the radar. Like that a lot. Bunny even has a slight hint of cash value because that Diamondbacks team's so bad. Like he could get you 15 plus just at 9,100. Do you want 20 plus? Which he could do, but it's like a little more questionable. Where DeGrom, barring just like the Jack Flaherty blow up, which DeGrom, knock on wood, has not done in forever, like years, it feels like. DeGrom at 10-4, his floor is like 20 to 25 points, which is outstanding because the ceiling is like 38-40. So there's the cash difference between the two. And it's it's 1300 bucks, but it's a big difference in point production. So if you can use that $1,300 justifiably on some really strong bats, 
then you roll with Dylan Bundy in cash. Drew Smiley is cash viable. I know it's tricky because he might not even go five innings, but at $7,100, he's got like a 15-plus point floor with that strikeout upside. Don't mind Smiley at all in that matchup uh, for cash for sure. And then Lance McCullers, probably more GPP than cash, but he does uh, give you some nice salary relief as well if you want to go that direction. All right, catchers this evening. There should be a lot of offenses. You notice a lot of those totals, some high ones, some very questionable pitching. As you can tell, we focus on the guys up top. Skipped a lot of the middle stuff. So there are some very good options in the middle of this one. So let's check out the catching. Uh, James McCann double-donged last night. That's a fun one. Just Marty Gonzalez's price dropped to 4700 below James McCann. Facing Jake Odorizzi tonight. Don't feel uh, – don't be scared to go back to the White Sox and uh, some some Grandal. I mentioned it before. He's been swinging a very, very good bat. But for to pay it for a catcher, I want it to be a part of a stack. That's that's the difference. Lefty's hitting 321. Righty's 274 off Odorizzi. In his career, he's shown righty's have hit him very well also. So keep that in mind. Grandal at 47. Good looking out. Uh, Travis Darano to 46 versus the lefty Aiken. Aiken's been okay to start the year, but the Sprays offense, very inconsistent. That's to say that the night nicely, like busted out Monday night, did nothing on Tuesday. Maybe they bust out Wednesday. It's a good matchup. Aiken's been good, but still very hittable with, as a young lefty. Um, lefty's in a very small sample size with Aiken. Lefty's are hitting buck 95. Uh, righty's hitting 375. So like Travis Darano, we know can hit lefties 4,600. Does have some appeal for you. Salvi Perez up to 44 really stings. I liked when he was cheaper, but uh, you could look at his direction. Or you just save some cash. You go to guys like Pedro Severino versus Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels coming off the IL. Assuming he's good for five-ish innings. Um, we know Severino loves facing him lefty, so 3800 bucks for Severino. That's got some uh, pop to it. Dalton Varsho is up to 3300 On FanDuel, he's $2,000 still. Went deep again last night. He has 12 or more DK points in, I believe, four of five games. Catcher out for the eligible. He's 33 on DK. It is Dylan Bundy, so take that with a grain of salt. That's not great. But still a phenomenal price tag for Varsho, especially on FanDuel at 2000 If you're looking to pay up at pitching, that is a pretty strong free square. I've been mentioning him a lot lately, and uh, he's been very, very productive. The bat played in the minors. It was a matter of getting it to play in the bigs. Took a few games, but he's starting to string it together there. So don't mind him at 33. Joey Bart will be 33. If it is Nick Markovich, just the lefty, that's a really strong price tag for Joey Bart at that price point. And then other than that, it's the usual stuff. You know, Roberto Perez versus Lester at 27. Don't love it, but it's a punt. If Grayson Griner's catching at 27 versus Singer, that can be a punt. I uh, just kind of check lineups down here. Victor Caratini's down to 2,300 versus Savali. Caratini's a big disappointment this year, even though the contact skills show that he's not too far off. But $2,300 could be a nice value versus Savali, who I like, but does give up some contact to left-handed bats. So check your lineups for the value at the catcher's position, as usual. First base. Freddie Freeman versus a lefty at 57. Still not a bad play. We loved him the last few nights. He's been very productive. You could go there. Or you just save $700 and you keep playing the guy we've been wanting to play all season. And that's Luke Voigt, who doubled Dong again last night for 37 points. He's averaging over 12 points his last 10 games with five homers over his last 10 games. He has 18 homers on the year, hitting 280 with a 977 OPS. He's just hitting everything. And he has so much power versus righties. I've said it time and time again that the, what Voigt does versus right-handed pitching is criminal. It looks like a a power hit and lefty versus right. It's like Freddie Freeman versus lefties. Maybe even better, actually. To no, no slight to Freddie Freeman, but what Luke Voigt does to right-handed pitching is just criminal. When you look at him, he's hitting 289 on the season versus righties with a 336 ISO, a 404 Woba, a 50% hard hit rate, a 38% home run to fly ball rate, which is ridiculous. 
Let's have a little more fun with it. Let's do right-handed pitchers at home. He has a 45% home run rate, a 52% hard hit rate, a uh, 471 ISO, and a 508 Woba. He is, oh, and let's just throw in there, a 371 batting average in Yankee Stadium versus right-handed pitching. So Luke Voigt at 5K is a very, very strong play tonight against Tanner Rourke. Um, going down below the 5K range, though, there will be other options, of course. you got the likes of um, – I actually don't mind saving and going down because, like, Sano versus Julito's tricky, Rizzo's been blah, Guerrero versus Cole. So you can, if you're not going to go all the way up, you could save some cash, going to like Hunter Dozier at 4K if you want. Uh, Jared Walsh is still there facing the lefty Caleb Smith. Walsh went deep last night off a mad bum. I got no problems playing uh, Walsh again at 4,100 if you want. You get Caleb Smith and then some bullpen you can pick on. So definitely in play for you as well. Or you keep saving Renato Nunez if you're stacking Baltimore at 37 is in play. Heimer Condelario at 36 I like quite a bit. Another multi-hit game last night for Heimer. He's got back-to-back multi-hit games. Really having a strong season at 333 on the season. 3600 bucks for Candelario's a value. Christian Walker at 35 if you're fading. Bundy could be in play. Uh, Candelario knocking what's a better, safer play. But Walker's got that power upside as well. And then it's just kind of check your lines from there. That'd be my main targets. But uh, love me some Luke Voigt. I, I like him a lot. Talk about him a lot on this show. And uh, the double long night doesn't hurt. But just what he does for his righties, I don't think people talk about nearly enough unless I'm just missing it, which could very well happen. A lot of good content out there. But he's crushing it. Second base position, LeMahieu, again, 5,500. If I'm going to pay that much, I always want Voigt to 5K. LeMahieu's a beast, though. He's a monster. I can't argue it, but that's that's rough. Merrifield up to 54 stings. I've been loving him in that mid-4K range. It's tough to pay up these prices on these guys. really is. Really, really tough. When you get, like, Ozzy Albies at 45 or so, Aiken, Albies switch hitting, big upside there. Uh, Ty France versus a lefty. Cano at 41 versus Wheeler. Tougher matchups, but that price discount is still very, very huge. For those two, Josh Rojas likely leading off Arizona at 35 versus Bundy. Jose Altuve returned from the IL last night, walked, scored a run. He's 3,400, having a rough season, but uh, showed up, tried to show signs of life before he went on the IL. 3,400 bucks. Kyle Gibson's been dreadful. Righties have hit Kyle Gibson extremely well this year. I broke it down in the um, Roto Baller values article for the day because I did put Altuve in the article just for price points alone. Um, but if you look at Kyle Gibson on the season, Versus right-handed hitters, he is allowing righties to hit 317 on the season with a 395 Woba, which is very, very telling. Even up almost two home runs per nine versus righties and a 50% hard hit rate. So uh, very strong stuff there from uh, Kyle Gibson versus righties, which gives Altuve at 34 a little more justifiable uh, play at that price point. He's on the road against uh, Altuve as well. So keep that in mind tonight at 3,400. And then you got like Nick Madrigal at 31. If you just want to save floor, the ceiling hasn't really been there with him. Um, maybe Pat Valeka at 24 facing the lefty Hamels at first base, second base eligible. Could be an uber punch. He's been running into some from once in a while a couple nights ago. He's 2,400. Then maybe Tyler Wade at 22 if he cracks the Yankees lineup. Could be a punch for you as well. Third base position, you got Rendon and, and LeMayhew. Decent looks there. J-Ram versus Lester. Don't hate it, but I'd slide down to 5K and play me some Yuan Moncadial. At 5K versus Jake Odorizzi. Mankata coming off an 0 for last night, but been quite productive coming into that. Double-digit performances in four or five previous games before last night's goose egg. 5K for Mankata. Don't mind that at all versus Odorizzi. Um, just keep attacking, attacking, attacking with the White Sox bats the most you can. Uh, Bregman at 48 if you're stacking the Astros, sure. Don't hate it. Gio Urshela used him last night. He was like 2% owned. It was beautiful. 
4,500 again. I, I love him. I was playing him a ton before he got hurt. If you're a regular listener, you know that. He's uh, affordable at 4,500 in a Yankees lineup. He's in like fifth. The Yankees are getting healthy. Stanton's back. Your Shilla came back yesterday as well. Judge is back in a couple days. Your Shilla's a really good spot there. Gets overlooked a lot in the Yankee stacks. 4,500 is a good price tag for him as well. Um, other than that, like Franco, Mikel Franco at 43 versus the lefty. Scoobal's been good, but you can hit him. He's a value. If the lefty Marjevich just takes the bump for Seattle, Longoria at 41 is a little savings. Riley versus Aiken at 4K could be nice as well in the GPP. Austin Riley, that is. Um, going below 4K, though, it gets really bleak at the position. Like something's going to have to pop when lineups come out. Alec Baum, but it's DeGrom. He's 2,600, but it's DeGrom. So do you really want to go there tonight? So you have to check and see what other things pop out. But like Urshela, Mancata really stand out as really good plays. A little expensive at third base, but big time upside in their matchups. Uh, shortstop position now. You got Lindor finally popped off last night. You know, can he can do can you do it consistently for like seven more days? That would be awesome. Be really cool. But Lindor at fifty six does it. Timmy Anderson went deep again last night. He's fifty five. White Sox continue to be expensive because that offense is so good, but. They'll be low on tonight against Odorizzi. Everyone's going to flock to the Yankees, and for very good reason, very very good reasons. But uh, you'll get you'll get the White Sox low again. They scored six runs, I think, last night. It's hard to compete with twenty runs, and then other teams scoring like 16, 17 runs. It's tough. It's baseball this year. We got football scores, but Timmy Anderson at fifty five has some upside. Uh, going down below that, though, you're going to want to save because it's like the guys that are good, tough matchups. Like I said earlier, with a lot of these guys, it's really tricky. So. You go all the way up or you go to Adelberto Montes. You finally put up a dud last night. $3,900 for Scooble. Maybe some bounce back there. Jose Iglesias at 36 for Hamels. I do like Nico Goodrum at 35 for Singer. He returned from the IL. couple knocks last night. Walk, run, scored. He's 35 for Singer. He can give you some value in his matchup. And then again, like a lot of these positions, the the value, more often than not, we could find guys. He's like Tyler Wade's 2200 If he cracks the lineup, that's a big if. Um, Espinal is versus Cole, so I'm not going there. It's not as strong and obvious as it's been in recent nights unless we get some stuff from lineups. That's where it's going to be interesting. If you're going to pay for the big dogs, you're going to have to get like a bunch of mid-K, 3K guys, like, like the Nico Goodrums, the Candelarios, stuff along those lines, which makes things – a lot of people don't feel very confident in those lineups, which those teams have been great. They got interesting matchups. They also could throw some duds out, but all these teams could. So keep that in mind. Outfield. Big dogs, Trout, Acuna, I like a lot tonight at 5,900. Big fan of that. Um, Nelly Cruz and Harper and tough matchups. You got Eloy at 5,300. I, I can jump on that train. Like when you look at Odorizzi, let's pull it up here so I can give you guys the, the reference points. I mentioned how righties have hit him pretty good in his career. Um, let's check it out here. Right-handed hitters versus Jake Odorizzi uh, on this season. On this season. Yeah, see, that number didn't look right on the other sheet I was reading. But uh, this season – Righties are hitting 370 off Jake Odorizzi with a 406 Woba. They had are averaging four point. It's only been five and two thirds innings, been a small sample, but they're averaging 4.8 home runs per nine off Odorizzi because the, the sheet I was using was the last calendar year. He was much better versus righties over the last calendar year, but um, you can get to him in his career. He's been getting hit. He gives up a lot of power to right-handed hitters, and it's shown so far early on in the season. So, a guy like Eloy at 53. He's very, very interesting tonight. Ian Happ's with the 52, which is crazy, but he's kind of earned it, so I don't hate it. But just keep that in mind. He's a He'll be super low-owned if you want to get weird with, against Savali, who you can attack from time to time. If you look at the Cubbies tonight, 
Um, against Savali, left he's hit about 270, right? He's 309. So he's been good, ground ball type stuff. Uh, so keep an eye on that. You got Ozuna versus the lefty Aiken at 47. That's a good upside play in a big, big way. Uh, Schwarber's down to 45. You can get some exposure there. But uh, Clint Frazier went deep yesterday. He's 44. Stanton's back, and he went to a uh, 0 4 land yesterday. So you wouldn't even know he was back. Big blowout goes 0 for 4 with a walk. Welcome back, Gene Carlo. But he's 44. Clint Frazier's 44. I like that Frazier price tag a lot. The price tag I really like because he's been, I guess, in a little bit of a funk, they would say. Hit a buck 67 over his last 10, still averaging 8.3 DK points. Scored 17 points last night, going one for four, two walk or two ribbies and two stolen bases. That is Mr. Lubob, Lewis Robert. 4,400 bucks for Soda Rizzi. He's been up there around Eloy's price, around five, five to 5,300. Getting a little bit of a discount tonight for Soda Rizzi. He is slumping, so keep that in mind. But we know the upside Lubob brings to the table at 4,400 bucks. That's a GPP type play, not a cash play, a GPP type play. Um, going below him. Uh, Adam Duvall went deep last night. We love Duvall versus a lefty. We don't know how long Aiken is meant for the game, but then he get Baltimore's bullpen, blah, blah, blah. All good stuff for hitting. So Duvall at 43 brings some value. The Franimal, 4,200 versus Johnny Lester. That's something we can definitely get behind. We love we love the Franimal's power, especially versus left-handed pitching. You got Johnny Lester, who's tried to look good his last few starts. At least as good as John Lester can look. Uh, still a really, really strong matchup. And on the season, Lester is letting righties at 265 with a 347 Woba, and he's allowing two home runs per nine to right-handed hitting. So you can definitely look at a guy like Franmel at 42 in tonight's action. If you're stacking Detroit, Victor Reyes at 42 is appropriate. Kyle Tucker's been struggling, but 4200 bucks against Kyle Gibson could be a nice get-right spot for you there. Mentioned Hunter Dozier. McNeil's price is coming up, folks. We've been on him so cheap. He's up to 41 now. Still not a bad play, but, man, that cheap price tag was juicy, wasn't it? Dylan Moore versus Seattle and Drew Smiley at 4K. Not a bad discount for you. Cole Calhoun double-donged it last night. I can't wait to see his ownership skyrocket versus Bundy. But I'll take Aaron Hicks for $100 cheaper at 37 He went deep last night. Gets Tanner Roark tonight. Just get back on that train. I mentioned Dalton Varsho at 33 Ryan Mountcastle's down to 33 facing Hamill. Still in the middle of the order. Mountcastle, DJ Stewart. Stewart still 24. Mountcastle's 33. They had a dud last night. The first dud we've seen in quite a while. No problem going back there for value. This is where your value lies tonight in the outfield. So like guys like Mountcastle, Varsho, Hicks, um, DJ Stewart, Michael Brantley's only 33 versus Kyle Gibson. That is criminal. Like if the ceiling's not really super high for Brantley all the time, it can be. We've seen it, but he brings a floor to the table, especially versus Gibson at 3,300 bucks. Like you can get the two, three hitter in Houston, Altuve and Brantley for 34 and 3,300 bucks. And they're going to have a decent team total versus Kyle Gibson tonight. I w- it might get up to five. Like uh, it'll be a high fours, if not into the fives. So that's a good approach if you want some savings. You can get Altuve, Brantley. Then, then if you want to stack it higher, you can. If not, you got two good value pieces, a two-man stack. Allows you to spend up elsewhere. Little things like that. You don't have to go crazy, but you can do it. Uh, Brett Gardner at 29 if he cracks the Yankees lineup. Cheap piece of the Yankees. I don't usually always like Gardner, but you see a price tag like that. You need some savings. Not the worst thing. Mar- Mauricio Dubon at 2600 Slowly getting it going at 276 over his last 10. Seen a little bit more pop from time to time. He's strictly just because he's 2600 Versus Marge of Vicious, that does bring some nice value to the table. Uh, Darren Ruff at 25 would be nice value as well. Remember, the Giants will be the visitors at home. Keep that in mind. Uh, DJ Stewart at 24. Cedric Mullins leading off for Baltimore at 24. Seven more points last night, 23 tonight before. Super streaky, but super nice value. Like, you can play Mullins at 24, Stewart at 24, Mountcastle at 33. You have three of the first four hitters in the uh, Baltimore lineup. Like, that's value. That's how you attack value. 
Very strong stuff there. Austin Hayes at 23, hitting like eighth or ninth for the Orioles as well. So you got outfield value. The rest of the value is tricky tonight, but you have outfield value. Recapping your pitching, DeGrom at 10-4, beast. Just beast. You got Cole at 99, which is strictly, really nice as well. Giolito, good GPP pivots at 10-2. Uh, Bundy and Wheeler, nice plays, 91 and 9K. I prefer Bundy over Wheeler. Both will be super low-owned. So if you want to not pay all the way up, still have some upside arms, Bundy-Wheeler is where you go. Uh, you got McCullers at 75 at home where he's been dominant on the road. He's been absolute poo-poo. So McCullers at 75, you can go there. Smiley at 71 is going to be very, very intriguing for Seattle. I like that as a punt. And then Brady Singer, if you really got to go down, I prefer to stop at Smiley. If you got to go to Springer, you can. Uh, or Singer, you can in that one. When it comes to stacking it up, folks, it's going to be chalky, but get your Yankees on Tanner Rourke. These Yankees are getting healthy. Tanner Rourke is not very good. So go back to your Yankees bats tonight. Uh, Philly's Mets is interesting. I'll probably avoid that one. Casey Detroit, get your value there, especially with the uh, Detroit bats. Candelario, Goodrum, Victor Reyes, Willie Castro. Uh, Bonifacio is a cheap outfielder if you need to go there. There's 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 angles there if you want Kansas City. Some other outfielders like um, Oliveris is cheap. Franco could be there. I prefer to attack the Detroit side of this if you're going that angle. Baltimore, Atlanta, both in play. Aiken, Hamels, I like going Baltimore again after kind of laying an egg a little bit. Both sides in play in that one. The White Sox for Soda Rizzi, load up, folks. That's another big one there. I like the White Sox to go off again tonight. Houston against Gibson can get on that train. Affordable guys like Brantley and Altuve help with that quite a bit. Gurriel's not super pricey as well. Tucker was affordable, so you can go that direction. Uh, Cleveland, Chicago, you could go Cleveland versus Leicester. I'll probably just kind of pass on that one, too, in consistent teams. You got Arizona and the Angels. You could look at um, the Angels bats in that one versus Arizona, but nothing too crazy there. And then Giants, Seattle, the Giants bats late night. Hammer versus Marge Vicious. Again, remember, Giants are the visitors in that one, even though it's in San Francisco. So the Giants, a nice late night hammer with some value for you. You got the Yankees, White Sox rolling away. Baltimore, Atlanta, Detroit and Houston, some good options for you to stack them up tonight. Roger, thanks for the comments in the the uh, chat here on the StreamYard chat. But that'll do it for you, folks. That'll do it Wednesday edition of the books. Nine games, lots of fun. Again, if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you'd like to join the free Fantasy Sports DJ and Slack chat, just give me your email. I'll take care of you there. If you want to watch the video, watch it on Rotobar's YouTube channel. Join the Rotobar Premium. Use promo code Bubba for 10% off. If you prefer to listen to it in podcast form, please give a rating and review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. It would help the podcast out a ton. Bench with Bubba, episode 310 dropped last night. Bubba in the bathroom at 49. Getting you ready for the last week of the fantasy baseball season with potential two-start options, great offensive matchups to target, and much, much more. Also, if you're into golf, the U.S. Open, the, the second major of the season, first of the new PGA Tour season, kick, uh, tease off on Thursday, the um, Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, breaking it all down for you with myself and Jesse. So go check that out. But always good stuff. We'll be recording the two-point conversion NFL DFS podcast on Wednesday afternoons. That should be out for you Wednesday night also. So get ready for it. Sports are plenty right now. Got about a week and a half of baseball left. So let's live it up before some awesome playoff scheduling as well. So I'll be with you a little longer than the regular season, it looks like. But good luck on this Wednesday. I'll be back with you tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, September 9th edition. Or September 16th edition. I'm out. 